Hello and welcome to Canine Critique, where the two guys with the most lukewarm opinion on dogs watch the dog movies and critique them. So, you know, you don't have to. I'm Jake Nielsen, and this is my co-host, John Lauer. Hello. Tight. Um, this is where our <laughs> intro music would go if we had it. Yeah. We're working on it. Theme song. Beep, 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 beep. Welcome back to another week of of canine critique you know this week we got a really good a really good movie for you or so we were told yeah i got like four or five of you that reached out and was like hey this week could you do this movie or not so much next week but they just suggested this specific movie yeah i'm sure you can tell by the title it's it's marley and me yeah which i've i've when i think of dog movies the first one that comes to mind is, is marley and me and I I saw it once when I was like younger. I was like maybe nine or ten. Yeah. And I'm a, I think I liked it then. Okay. I I'd never seen it before. We we just watched it prior to this recording. Um, I'd never seen it before today. So we'll get into that. But we figured since I mean, last time we shared our kind of personal experiences with dogs, it might be fun to share either like a news story of like a, a bizarre news story we know about dogs or another personal story or anything we've heard. So I think Jake's got one here. Yeah, I, I totally do. Okay. And if you, the listener, have a, a great story about you and a dog, just send it to us. Yeah. Um, we're on Twitter, Canine Critique, and Instagram, Canine Critique, and Gmail, Canine Critique. Yep. Exactly the title. It's here. I don't know how we snagged all of those ats and handles but it works because no one's critiquing dogs <laughs> no one's critiquing dog movies yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so this this is a throwback to i think my next dog experience that i had after the one that i talked about last yeah. week it <laughs> i was in first grade and i was walking home from school with my older brother <laughs> there's this part where we were supposed to cross a street and there's this house just on the corner, and it had this just scary dog. It was attached to a leech, just oh. like roped to their porch. Just, it was all white, and it was scary. <laughs> and oh, we were riding our scooters, and the dog like just ran out. And it started barking really loud at me. And I threw my scooter down, and because of my most recent experience with the dog, I just started oh. bawling my eyes out. Oh my gosh. So I'm just like crying and the dog's barking at me just the scariest looking dog i've ever seen in my life but it's leashed but it's leashed <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just like collapsed on the sidewalk just you collapsed out. yeah i fell down i was crying it didn't even approach you it was yes you are correct <laughs> oh, the man. dog's like halfway across the lawn and i'm like on the sidewalk like sitting or laying down <laughs> imagine if like i was like sprawled out like because <laughs> you're sprawled out. Yeah. At least, at least from what I remember. And I, did, I, I pictured a my fetal position out. type deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this dog is just barking and barking and barking. And I'm bawling. And I think I was scootering ahead of my older brother. And he comes up to me and just like hero of the day. He just like picks me up, gets me on my scooter. And he's like, just go home as fast as you can. Just go home as fast as you can. <laughs> And like tears, like I, I swear I was going fast enough that the tears were going lateral across oh, my face. <laughs> and gotcha. I got got out of that situation. And 
you know, just shout out to my brother for helping me out. <laughs> but which, I guess which brother be, was that? It was my, my older brother Taylor. Taylor, okay. what a guy. But I guess what I should be saying about this story was the dog was not a big dog. Oh, it was a small dog. It was a really little, like, shih tzu. Like, all white. Just barking what at me. What a revelation. That is so... I The only thing that would have made that story better is if you were just... If I was this just little, This little shih tzu is, like, barking at this kid who's, like, convulsing and crying on the ground. And your brother just scooted by, like, what the heck? And he just kept scooting. But that's the thing. They were, like, I scooted away well ahead of my older brother. While we were on our way home from school, he probably just was too cool to walk with me. <laughs> gotcha. But there were people that just walked by. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> that makes the story way better. And I was just like, if you're one of those people that saw this kid, you know, kudos for you to find a podcast. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. I would have to. I would have to keep my composure as I walk by this kid. I wonder if they think about that to this day. You know what? Probably not. You know what? I, I actually probably would have been like, is everything alright? Yeah. Because I, I know, look. at the time I was like six years old. Holy crap. Six or seven. Just like crying my eyes out. Anyway. That was... It's <laughs> Later I found out I met a kid who moved into... No, he didn't move into that house. I just became friends with him like in fifth grade. Oh. And I found out that that's where he lived and I was like Dude, I told him the story, and he was like, what? That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny. Pretty, I have a similar story. I, I do have another story maybe to share, but this short story, one time I was similar similar circumstance, but I was way older than when I got chased through my house by the dog. I was probably like maybe 10, 12, oh. 11 at this time. Okay. Too young, or too old for this probably to have happened. But I was just walking home in a golden lab, like, one of the most friendly dogs I hear. It's just in my line of sight. I don't think it had seen me. But next to where I was walking was a house being... Un- it was under construction, and there was a porta potty And I just hopped in the porta potty Because <laughs> I was afraid of the dog. No. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like... I kept, like, peeking, and the dog... I'd look around, and I'd get out, and I'd see the dog, and I'd hop back in. Well, at least if you were too scared... Like, to, you peed yourself, you could have just used the portable. You know what? I actually just took the... I was just in it, so I just took the opportunity to just pee. <laughs> and I remember, I looked around. I didn't see the dog, so I hurriedly, like, ran home. I didn't run, because the dogs will chase you if you run. So I just, like, quickly sped walked home. And I wow. told my mom the story. She's like, oh, yeah? I'm like, I just saw a dog. Mom's like, yeah. I'm like, and so I... Hopped in a porta potty, and my mom's like, "A porta potty?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, but I had to go to the bathroom, so it worked out." And my mom's like, "What, dude? What the heck?" The actual story I wanted to share. I've got two short stories. Oh, okay. the one I just shared. Here's the one. Tight. I I I used so I used to take the train like to work a lot, and now that I have a car, I now get the privilege of taking other people to the train. The oh. tables have turned. <laughs> nice. And I picked a friend up from the train, and. He was like, yesterday, when I was um, on the train ride home, there was a guy with like a little chihuahua in his hands or whatever. (laughs) And the train workers, there's like a little fridge, I think, in one of the compartments where they just keep water and whatever. Oh. I've seen it before. Oh, And um, the train, one of the attendants like opened it to grab like some water and the dog just kind of went nuts on the the guy. 
And the guy's kind of like, I don't think you can have, like, that dog on the train. And the guy's like, um, I can. He's like, I don't think you can. I think you're gonna have to get off on the next stop. I don't actually know the rules regarding this, but then the guy's like, no, he's a, he's like a, he's like a service animal. He's a service animal. And the guy's like, I don't think that's a service animal. And the guy tried to like pull out some papers to show him or whatever. Yeah. I guess either the documentation was false or it wasn't enough to convince this guy. Oh. So he's like, you're going to have to get off at the next stop. And the dude lost it on him. He was no like way. swearing at him. He's like, this is my dog, my, my chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He kicked him off the train. No way. He was so, he was so mad. Dude, they could... Here's some fun facts. Here's some trivia found on IMDb <laughs> about Marley and me. For those who don't know, and I didn't know this until I researched it, this movie is based on a book by journalist John Grogan about John Grogan's life with a with a golden retriever slash Labrador. So this is, it's technically a true story. I think it's more inspired by his book than anything. I don't know if it's based in a lot of fact though, but he cameos in the movie I found. Um, Oh, they go to the dog training class, and yeah. John Grogan is there as one of the trainers. So. Oh, very interesting that's scene. Um, there's a lot, and it it they got a. Lot, it says here that they got a lot of, since the guy's a journalist, they have a lot of like journalists and columnists from like his career cameo in the movie as oh, well. Oh, okay, okay. There's a lot in the movie about like, oh, you're one of the the biggest people in the region in Florida. You're a national treasure, and I I turn to you and I'm like. Do you know any? Because we live in Utah. It's like, do you know anyone who like writes for the Deseret News? Like, can you name or like one the Salt Lake Tribune? Yeah. Like, do you know anybody? And I was like, no. And I, maybe that's because they're trash papers. I don't know. Because no one reads the paper anymore. Yeah, I think that. I think print that's is it. dead. Because I'm pretty sure the book takes place like 1993 through 2000, whatever, or even earlier than that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of. The, but they had the same laptop, the whole movie, the entire movie. Pretty weird. Apparently, twenty-two different dogs were used to play Marley. I was gonna ask that because yeah. Jennifer Aniston and Owen Wilson look the exact same the entire the whole, time. All the fifteen years that this movie the spans, and the dog. I was like, I wonder how many dogs. Wow, that's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Which strange is, and I and I said, why did the dog? Why did all dog movies take place over fifteen years? And you're like, Cause that's about how long a dog lives. And I was like, oh. Regardless, I thought it was funny how the guy reacted about his little chihuahua. Yeah, that, dude, that is... That's wild. <laughs> that's rich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my heck. Well... Oh, gosh. Should we... Talk about Hop the into the movie. Yep, let's give us some fun facts. Let's get some fun facts. About the movie. Marley and Me, it came out in 2008. Okay, the year of Iron Man. The year of The Dark Knight. Wow. Some, so we got DC hitting it big. Marvel, it's kicking off. And then, Marley and Me. The movie is... What, what's the loose plot of the... What's the loose summary of this movie? The loose summary of this movie is... They have if, a dog if, and it's a dog. <laughs> they have a dog and they live their life and nothing bad or good ever just happens to them. Actually, only good things. They have some arguments. Which yeah, but like kind two? of organic. I guess um, a lot of people really like this movie. At IMDb, it sits on a... Uh, 7.1 out of 10. But in this movie, as compared to The Art of Racing in the Rain, this movie, like, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston actually feel like they could be parents. But, like, Milo just looks like 
just a, a strapping young man. And I'm like, why do you keep talking about Maui Milo? Look? I'm just saying, he doesn't look like he should be a father of a, like a 12 year old girl. But he, but he was, and it's so funny. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up how old he is in real life. Oh my heck. Anyway, the movie kicks off with uh, this little boy like walking his dog like through some wheat, and it's he's like saying all this nice stuff about. You know those days you walk out with your best friend and it's just you and your best friend, your dog, and it's great and life's good? Well, that's not me. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is. And then it cuts and there's like a, a bigger dog that jumps over and Owen Wilson chasing him and like freeze frames over the fence. Like, this is our story. But let's, the worst dog ever. Of the worst dog ever. Oh my goodness. Man, I wonder if they'll keep that attitude for the whole movie. Milo Ventimiglia was born in 1977. So he, he definitely could have. Yeah, he probably has kids. How does he look so young, though? What? We gotta stop talking about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just respect a... I just respect a, a handsome dude. Anyone else? Anyone else? Right in. Start with, I'm not gay, but... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just kidding. Do whatever you want. So yeah, they, they go... It, it's most... Here's the thing about this movie is that it's... It's framed as a dog movie, but it's mostly uh, it's mostly a rom com between Jennifer Aniston and Owen Wilson. I don't I don't think I found any of the comedy part of the romantic comedy. Yeah, it wasn't very funny. There were a couple moments I was like, oh, this was this was a this was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not funny. So actually, Owen Wilson has a boss though. His boss is very funny. Boss played by um, he's like he's the, he's a that guy. I've seen him in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he's in like the Santa Claus Three. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh yeah. Oh, he's in Get Smart. Yes. Alan Arkin. He's he's he he's he's really funny. In my brain, Owen Wilson's a lot more charming and funny than I think he is when I see a movie with him in it. Yeah, it's like I feel like I grew up just thinking Owen Wilson was such a big actor because like, I watched him in this, and he was the voice of Lightning McQueen, and he's that cowboy in the Smithsonian in Night Museum. Night at Museum, yeah. And it's just like. Wow, like this guy's in everything. He's so cool. But what has he done since? What What did you say his most recent project was? Um, I think it was a documentary, but before that, it was Lego The Incredibles, and he's playing Lightning McQueen. I guess he shows up in Lego The Incredibles. Maybe the Pixar theory is real in the Lego universe. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but uh, I think the last thing I saw him in was um, Wonder, which I really like that book, and I think he's good in that movie. I don't know if Will or if Owen Wilson can really carry a movie, so I think that's why they usually pair him with like Vince Vaughn or like Jennifer Aniston or something. Yeah, I don't know if there's even a whole lot to talk about in this movie because with The Art of Racing in the Rain, it was laughably kind of atrocious. Yeah, but this one is more just by the it's not by the numbers, but it's like if you were watching a family live with their dog. It's like if a family sh made you watch their home videos. Yes. Oh my heck, that's it. Because the dog. That's the thing about dogs in a family is they're not as special unless you're in the family. And that's what I felt about this movie is because I found myself not necessarily caring for the dog, but I know that people with dogs in their families really do care about those dogs. And I'm like, it must be like being forced to watch someone else's family, family videos where maybe, the dog is a little more rambunctious than a normal Maybe dog. you should get a dog. I actually, my family had a dog for a little bit, but I, it was against my will. It was like, 
it was a German Shepherd, which I know are like some of the coolest dogs, but I don't even know if I mentioned this last time, but it was, um, we did not have enough room in our backyard or in our house for this dog to like really be free or whatever. They didn't really care about that in the movie, did they? Yeah, for some reason the dog, maybe that's the problem. He's like, this is the worst dog in the world because it eats everything and poops everywhere and is the worst and it all right i went to go pick pick her up from the airport and the whole garage is destroyed maybe you should just let it in the backyard wow you bit a part of the wall <laughs> the drywall <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess they jennifer aniston and, and owen wilson they start out they're just young they just they just got married they're from they're from michigan and then they're like let's get out of michigan because it's crap and i'm like understandable i guess <laughs> Well, that's what they said. But you're understandable. No, but then they um, they go to Florida, and then Owen Wilson's like, I don't want to be kept down by having a kid. I want, and his friend convinced him, he's like, get a dog, it's like a kid, but you're his master. You're the kid's master, yeah. And they're like, like oh. ooh, weird. So then he surprises Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. What was her name? Jen. Her Jen. name was Jen. Her name was Jen. Yeah. He surprised her in... On her, like a month before her birthday, and like, hey, here's the puppies. And they're all sitting around the puppies, and they're like, girls are 300, boys are 270, but the one you're touching, it's only 200 because we hate it. What did she say about it? She didn't give any reason why it was yeah, discounted. She just was like, this is why he's discounted. Like, oh, I'm gonna call you clearance puppy. And it's it's the grandma from Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. which is random. Anyways, <laughs> maybe they drove all the way to Idaho for. To get the dog. From Florida to Idaho. <laughs> Preston, Idaho. No, they, um, then, do you mention they call him Discount Puppy? Yeah, they yeah. They call Marley Discount Puppy. Clearance Puppy. Bit. Clearance Puppy, that's yeah. right. And then Jen has to go on, like, a vacay. But it's or, like... Or, like, a, not a vacay, a business trip. There's just, like, s- such abrupt cuts between scenes. Yeah, it's, it's just really... like, oh, you're a puppy. Boom, we're in a car. What should I name you? Bob? Bob Marley? Because Bob Marley's on the radio? Bob, then when you're older, we can call you Robert because that's more dignified. dignified. Hmm, you don't like no, that? No, Marley. That's got a ring to it. Marley. Oh, look at me. Look at that. You jumped in my lap. I'm going to call you Marley now. Well, hey, Marley. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Turns out it's a little... And then they find it turns out it's a little bit tough to, to raise a little puppy. Yeah, you know, if, you, if you've named your dog something just because... Like, you didn't know what to name your dog, and... It, there was a song playing or you just drove past like a tree or you saw somebody with a sign on the side of the street. Can you please let me know? Just you sporadically named your dog. You sporadically named your dog. What else? Then they grow up and they're like, Marley's just the worst, but they love him still. He's just a, he's just the worst puppy that they keep in the house still, even though he ruins everything. Yeah. Like he tears apart their couch, but did you notice it was the same couch? They just keep buying the the same same couch. couch. Maybe they got to just Ikea and they just get the same Ikea couch. I don't know. I didn't pay close enough attention to see if it was a different couch or a different, different pillows or what all that stuff. Cause he just tore everything apart. And if it was me, I would have been like, all right, you're just staying in the yard. After the third time my couch got torn up, I would get rid of the dog. Oh. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. But it happens so many times that I'm like, holy crap. I say get rid of. I'm not saying kill the dog. Like, take it to the farm. I'm I'm saying just give it to someone else. Like, it's someone else's problem. But, like, what I don't understand is 
it does like this time jump. It does time jumps just out of nowhere. There's a weird montage where it's just Owen Wilson narrating, do another column. Oh, Jen wants kids. Oh, my parents are getting mad at me for not having kids. Oh, do another column. Oh, the dog did this. Oop, do another column. And it goes on for like 40 way seconds long. too long. Yeah, way I found too myself long. very bored at that montage. It was like, is this... Oh, it just keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. The montage with him narrating it. Yeah. Ugh. So they try to have a kid, and there's a there's a, a miscarriage, which that was... So the moments where they have good family moments, I think, are the best moments of this movie. And you notice, the dog isn't even in Not those a part moments. of those moments. Yeah. Which, which led to us thinking that maybe a lot of dog movies would be better movies if... The dogs were not the focus of the movie. Exactly. Like, this is called Marley and Me. Why not Jen and I? And Marley's hardly in the... Like, he's in the movie, but it's mostly about Owen Wilson and his journalism job. Yeah. He's trying. He wants to be a, a reporter, but he's stuck writing columns. But when he writes about his experiences with Marley, people love it. So the guy's like, we, we want to let you do this for 20 years. I'll double you pay or whatever. He's like, okay, okay. Yep, yep, sure. Either way. They have one kid, um, and it goes about as as about as well as having one kid yeah here's what happens it's literally like within 10 minutes and then it's grown it's like a toddler it's like we have our first positive pregnancy test oh no the baby is a miscarriage guess what i'm pregnant again cuts to the next scene she's in labor like yep it just keeps happening it keeps going and then i guess that's what you just what you get when you're following the life of a dog but like not through the dog's eyes, but like yeah. you want to cram a 15 years into an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy weird time jumps. Yeah, I know. Then they have a second kid. And then Jennifer Aniston goes through a real... It's Is it postpartum depression or not? Because she was denying it really hard. Yeah. But she... She was exhausted. And she gets really angry. Maybe irrationally so at some times. But he... Owen Wilson just takes it all in stride mostly. He's just yeah. like... Okay, we'll just let Marley stay at another place for a little bit. She gets really mad at Marley at one point, which I thought maybe that's how Marley was going to, like, they were going to, that was going to be more contention. But no, she just eventually is like, you know what, Marley is, he is No, not eventually, immediately. Yeah, you're right, immediately. It was like, I hate Marley, get him out of here. Take him to the farm. And he's like, okay, we'll take him to the farm again. Again. (laughs) It was like, and he goes goes over to his friend's house and he talks to his friend and I felt I felt like this for a, a good majority of the movie. He was really jealous of his friend's life. The way oh, that his friend was like lady slain, and he was and he's, going, he's going to Colombia and fighting drug lords. Yeah, for there's reporting. like this part. He's like, oh, I'm going to Colombia, and he's like, blows this like big buck knife, and then just like puts it in his bag, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll let you on the, take that in the carry on. Nope. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Then he slowly. I think there's a good progression of him like slowly realizing that his life he likes his life how, how it is right being yeah. a columnist but there are times i liked that he would always pull up in his car and then he'd just look through the window and see what's going on inside of his house from the car which i thought which i thought worked worked really well and i, I think there's a part where you said a voiceover would be good here right now i didn't know what he was thinking i think it is a stronger it, it shows rather than tells which i like because you can kind yeah, of see what's going on in his brain I get what you're saying, though. Maybe it, w- it could have been done better. No, you're right. Yeah, maybe it could have been done better, just because it just stayed a little extra long on him in the car, yeah. just like that one time. There are a lot of weird lingering shots, I, f- I felt, in this. 
Yeah. And I noticed it was like, oh, here I am with the dog, and then it cuts to him talking to somebody, and the dog isn't even in the shot. Clearly, they're like, we don't want to have to deal with the dog anymore, so when he's not in the shot, get him off the set. Yeah, it's like they sandwich the scenes with the dog at the beginning and at the end, because it's like, all you had to do was just have the dog walk on and walk off. Which I guess, from a logistics standpoint, it makes it easier, but I think there's an important aspect of having that there to keep the actors in in character in the scene if the dog was there i think it would maybe the movie would have been better for it i bet if we made a cut of the movie called marley and me but without marley it would still hold up and it would it'd probably be pretty long yeah i'd probably agree like if you if you did shrek without shrek it'd only be like three or four minutes yeah but marley me without marley he's not in the hmm. movie that much i mean except the end the end is the payoff at the end is Obviously, with Marley. we'll oh, get to that. Yeah, what the... But they move... There's a point where it handbrake turns into a very serious... Oh, his neighbor gets stabbed. Oh, and, not just... I want to talk about this neighbor. Okay. They move in, and they're like, well, hi-ho, neighbor. And she's got, like, these... these she's got, like, indigo streaks. Indigo streaks in her hair. Like, one up in her bangs and one back. And, like, her hair is down, like, at her shoulders. And she's just chill. She's just chill, just like this nice girl. Ten years later. Fast forward six, ten years, and... She has like a scream. She looks the exact same. Like, as if they filmed those shots just back to back. But she... Either way, they hear a scream. Marley leads Owen Wilson to this girl who's been stabbed. And I was was unclear as to, like... Was it, like, a hit and run? She was stabbed and then the guy ran? Or it looked like both the car doors were open, which makes me think maybe she had a boyfriend that things got out of hand and he stabbed. I don't really know. They're called poke and prance. You, you stab. <laughs> did you just make that up right now? Yeah. It's a poke and a prance. <laughs> Gosh. So then, and then, and then it immediately cuts to He's him like, being I like, "I want to move. I want to move to somewhere safer, so my kid doesn't get murdered. So my kid doesn't get murdered." And then it cuts to him in a house, and he's like, "I actually really like this yeah, part. This is funny. The dog ran through. Marley runs through and just jumps in the pool, and he just walks in with to the, the realtor, and he he's like, "Is this a brochure?" And we look at that, and he looks outside, like, "Whose dog is that?" <laughs> And then just cuts him walking back into the house just with, with Marley. Walking back. Oh, here's a brochure. I want to move. And she's like, I don't know. And then they move. We can't afford it. But but why? I'm pregnant again. <laughs> what what a crazy oh. five minutes. All right then. And then he yeah. gets his du- and then he gets his salary doubled. Yeah. And then they move. And then into that exact same house. The exact. It looks the exact same on the inside, but I guess it's in a nicer part of Florida. Oh no no. They moved into the exact same house where the dog ran through. Oh, yeah. But it does look the exact same on the inside as the other house did. Mm. And then... Which I really liked. They they paid really good attention to the detail of the houses looking like they were really lived in. Oh, yeah. It's the only thing they really paid attention. There's a lot of times where it's like, Owen Wilson takes off his bag, it cuts to the next scene, and he's also taking off his bag again. And then it cuts back, and he's just finished taking it off. Yeah, I think the editing in this movie is not super well done. Yeah. There's not there's a lot of uh, misses. Even know. like a 1977 Star Wars <laughs> screen switch would oh, be yeah. good just oh, like a wipe just a screen wipe a few times just would have yeah. been nice. Like there were one or two times it faded to black and then it was like boom, here's like 2 years later. Yeah. One of the biggest weird things about this movie is that so it came out in 2008, but it spans 15 years. So I think it starts in the 90s, late 90s. So but it doesn't feel like at the beginning, you just assume it's 20, 2008. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they'll pull out, like, a brick of a phone. 
or they'll have the oldest computer like known to man. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I forget that this is 95 all of a sudden. Like, mm-hmm. then the moments in the past don't feel like the past until it's all of a sudden very jarring yeah. how dated it is. And I wonder if that's just because of how far we've come since 2008 with electronics. That it's like... But no one dresses like it's the late 90s. It's it, just yeah, like... they dress the same. It looks like 2008 with a, with a few 90s things thrown in it. They did a lot of paying attention to random things and a lot of not paying attention to things that like Could I matter. care about or like that yeah 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 oh man anyway they're, they're having fun in their new Florida home things everyone seems to really love it Owen Wilson almost gets a job somewhere else but he's like you know what I, I love this more and then Jennifer Aniston later she's like nah we'll follow you wherever you go whatever you want to do we'll follow you and then immediately it's like we're moving into a new house in Pennsylvania and then almost pretty soon after that she's like when is it going to be enough for you yeah when, when like, are you going to when are you going to finally just settle down? I'm like, didn't you just say you'd follow him anywhere? Yeah, you you literally just told him, oh, he, he, she told him, like, after his 40th birthday, he, like, comes home, like, with Marley, because they went to the beach or something, and he's like, Marley, you're still the worst dog known to man, and he just comes inside, the house is dark, and then, boom, surprise, happy birthday, and literally, everybody else that was in that room were complete strangers. Yeah. I hadn't seen him at all the yeah, whole movie. They're just—I assume they're people from work. And then she's like, "She's like, you don't have any friends. Come on." And he's like, "What? Well, who were all those people in there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. Who were all those people? Your in there? one friend wasn't even there. Yeah, the one friend who was in Colombia fighting drug lords, or wherever he was in that slaying yeah. ladies. Who knows? Slaying ladies, or whatever. Gosh. Then, but they they moved Pennsylvania into a big. A very big house, lots of open space for Marley to run around in, and their family, it's just good, and it's good and happy, and they play a lot of football out front with the leaves, and and he goes, like you said, he goes to the beach. There's a part at the beach, though, where he... Um, oh, so earlier he goes to the beach, because he's chasing his dog. <laughs> and there's a dog trainer who picks up the dog, he's like, dog trainer, yeah. What are you thinking? You gotta train your dog before you run on the beach with him. <laughs> there's only two beaches in all Gulf Close by that you can bring your dogs because of people like you. I'm like, how do you know he wasn't just having fun with his dog before you grabbed it? Yeah, he just assumed that he's trash. But then later, he's just sitting, he's on the beach and he's just sitting with Marley, and Marley's just being real obedient. And they're, they're, this is like after he's four. Yeah, this is after they, they move and everything. And then he's like, you know what, I'm gonna let you off the leash. I haven't let you off the leash in presumably ten years, but yeah. here we go. Unclicks the leash, it's like super slow-mo, and then all the other owners are like, let's let all our dogs off the leash. Yeah. The dogs are running through the water. It's and great. It was great. It was such a good, just happy moment in the movie of the dogs running, splashing, playing. And then Marley looks like he's starting to poop in the, in the ocean. <laughs> and everyone's like, get your dog out of there, man. Get You're polluting dog. the ocean. Get your dog out of there. And then he, it's just like, oh, crap. Like, Marley, you crapped. <laughs> so then Owen Wilson just calmly gets him out. And then the police roll up, and oh. I'm like, what? Yeah, and one of the dudes, one of the dudes that, like, he was one of the first guys to unclip his dog to go play, too. He was like, seriously, man? Seriously, man? Great going. Like, you're trash. And I was like, what? Yeah, the police are here. Yeah, and <laughs> for the, some reason. Then the police show up immediately. It was like, which it's one like, of who them? Who called the cops? Because a dog the... pooped in the ocean. Because of, yeah. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> and then things just, they took a, they took a bit, they took a turn for the worse, because... Marley's a little, he's getting a little old. Getting... It's not a dog movie if they make you think the dog's gonna die. 
and then it doesn't. Yeah, so there's kind of a fake out. The dog gets real gassy at one point and real slow, and and then he goes outside and it's raining and they have a look for him and they find him, take him to the vet and the the vet's like, this dog is really sick. It's got like a f- turned over stomach for some reason, something it ate. It's probably not going to survive. And he's like, no, no, this is like no other dog you've ever seen. And then he says, I know you've probably heard this before, but this dog is unlike any other dog. It ate a, a, a phone, a message receiver of a phone and went back for the telephone. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's weird for a dog to do. And then yeah. it's like, and when our toddler was sick, it sat next to our toddler for nine hours just watching it. I'm like, that's a thing a dog normally does. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what dogs do. <laughs> that's like the purpose of a dog. <laughs> A to watch over purpose? humans. Is that, is that next? <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. You I tell you, I was so exhausted after this movie. I was like, we need to watch a good one or yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Either way, she's like, so the dog's a fighter, yeah? He's like, he is. Okay, I'll call you in the morning. It's like, don't worry, I know you will. And he's going to be fine because I know him. Ugh. Dog survives. Dog survives, obviously. And then they, they do another run and... Then it shows the dog eating some trash, and I'm like, I wonder if that's what caused the next incident, because then the dog has another weird stomach overturning thing. Yeah. And it was just, at this point, like, from this point on, I was like, this is going to be sad the rest of the movie. It's just going to be plain sad, and I didn't really notice much of, like, a film score playing until... The last 15, 20 which minutes is, of the movie. It's done by Theodore Shapiro, who did Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is one of my favorite film scores, kind of, like, I've ever heard. And not a whole lot of showcase in this in this movie. Yeah. There's a couple scores, there's a couple moments that I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. But it's kind of just, like, I don't know. It's super not dog-heavy until the last, like, 20 minutes of just super exactly. sad dog. I know, and... I think you were telling me you read somewhere this is like top 10 saddest movies of all time. Yeah, this has been put, well, that's what IMDb said. It's like been listed as top 10 saddest movies. Not saddest dog movies. Saddest movies. Saddest movies of all time. Oh my goodness. And I think it's, I think that just has to go along with what we said earlier about how people like with dogs, they're just more attached to them than like if say you were outside of their family. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think if you've owned a dog and probably one that's died, this is very, this is super tough to watch probably. I think we're going to say that every time. Every time? Because I haven't owned a dog that died? Maybe. Um, either way, the last, it, Marley gets sick again and they all know it's, this is probably the last time and Owen Wilson's like, I'll take him to the vet. You stay, Jennifer Aniston. Stay with the kids. And so some of the kids, the youngest kid's like, oh, she's safe, I'll give you my stuffed animal. And one kid's like, get better. And the other kid like clearly knows that, yeah. the oldest kid clearly knows that the dog's probably going to die. Jennifer Aniston has a, has a goodbye moment. And Owen Wilson takes, takes him and the vet's like, we could do surgery, but it probably won't live through surgery. The best thing might be to put it down. So Owen Wilson's like, that's good. And then there's, there's this moment where I really did feel a lot of feels. I think which is a testament to the last 20 minutes because I, yeah. well, as you know, lukewarm opinion towards dogs. And it wasn't necessarily that the dog was dying that really got me. It was that a very important part of their family had been lost to them. And you see the oldest son, he puts in some home videos of them with the dog. And you could see he's like kind of, he's just, the memories are washing over him. And I'm like, I think everyone's been there where it's like, you lose some 
part of your life and you look back at all the good memories that you've had. Yeah. And that, that kind of really got, that was the only part that I was like on the verge of like, maybe like, if I blinked, tears would have come I out blinked. of my eyes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was really tender and sad and cute and just emotional all at the same time. Cause he's yeah. like, she's like, I'll give you your time with the dog. And he's just talking to Marley and just like, just like touching him all over, which is better than just like loving him. Better than taking him for a drive. And like, taking for you're my best. You're a good friend. You've been a good friend, Enzo. And then like that's it. And then it just cuts, and the dog's dead. And they're in. No, no, no. This was this was a, this was good. A, I don't know if I liked it better though because the movie or no, no, this like, moment, the moment of where the dog dies. Because in the other one, it was like we knew it was coming, and it was like yeah, the dog died, and then goes goes to the next thing. Mm-hmm. The dog dying in this. With, it's pretty long and the amount out. of time it took for Marley to die in the death scene and like the funeral scene with Marley was just as long as it took for them to have a miscarriage and two babies that's true but I think it's a testament to it because it I think it had the most emotion in the movie is in those moments yeah they didn't really but it's just not paced or balanced really well the movie. There, there wasn't any, there weren't a lot of moments from the beginning to that point where I was like oh you know, like, I really like Marley. And you can really tell that they these love characters him. love Marley. Because they're constantly, like, having a hard time walking Marley. You're, like, cleaning up after They're Marley. mostly getting after they're him. They're mostly like, Marley, you're the worst dog it's kind in of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst dog in the world. Yeah. You Clarence piece of trash dog. It's mostly they're just bemused a little bit. And they're yeah. like, yeah, well, whatever, though. Yeah, whatever, dog. You're, <laughs> you're, mm, you're so cute. You ate our couch again. Yeah. But then it ends and it's like, maybe it's like you don't know a good thing till it's gone. Maybe that's <laughs> you don't know what's good. <laughs> maybe either way, then they put him down and then they bury him in smack dab in the middle of the lawn, oh, right in the middle. I I pointed that out because I was like, now you just can't play in that lawn without thinking this is where we buried my dog. Yeah, because build a monument. I remember when I was younger, I had a friend. He was my backdoor neighbor. Okay. And we went, I, I'd hang out with him in his room a handful of times, and he had this hamster. And one day he called me up, and he's like, hey, my hamster died. I was wondering if you'd like to come, and we can have, like, a funeral for him. And it was, like, a really sad, tender moment, and I was like, I'm going to be there for my friend. Oh. So I walked through the backyards over to his house, and he had this shoebox, and you could tell he was emotional about his hamster. And we didn't just dig a hole right in the middle of the lawn we found a spot off in the corner like by the electrical boxes and like their flower beds gotcha. that we dug and we buried his hamster and his dad came out and said a couple things and went inside and we were like this is this is exactly what the hamster would have wanted sort yeah. of attitude and i think that I, I i like to imagine that when people have those moments where they're burying their animal. their loved animal that <laughs> You don't do it right in the middle of the yard. Yeah. You usually do it up against a fence up or like fence in some trees. Or like a tree. Or next to a tree. Yeah. Because me personally, I would not want to just run and play on that yeah. ever again. Just because it's like, this meant so much to me. And now... <laughs> it's such a minor part of the movie. We really picked it to pieces. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird. <laughs> it is a good funeral scene. They all write little notes and they drop it in. And then the oldest kid's like, he knows. And like, I'm like, do you have something to say? He knows what I'd say. And it's like... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, and then the mom. The mo- oh, there's a there's a bit where oh, this is right great. as they're pregnant, right as they're first pregnant, he gives 
the Owen Wilson gives Jennifer Aniston a necklace, and Marley immediately like grabs it and they chase him around the house for it. Yeah, and he eats it and he has to spray it out of their poop later. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah, about that poop. part. And I was like, here she is wearing that same necklace. Oh, oh my head! And then she, right at the end, she takes the necklace off and she throws it in the grave. Yeah, with the dog. She was like, uh, "Your dad gave this to me." To, to show the start of our family. And I didn't realize that our family had already begun. Clearance puppy. Clearance puppy. Yeah, she just adds clearance puppy. At yeah, the and I was like, oh, in case you forgot that we called it clearance puppy at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that's mostly kind of just how it ends. It just kind of zooms away from the grave and yeah. fades to black. And then the credits show kind of the best, the greatest hits of Marley and me. Yeah. With the dog. Honestly... Um, we were talking about it when you watched the movie, and it was like, <laughs> basically their entire ups and downs as a couple, I didn't really get that attached to, and I feel like the first five minutes of Up yeah. was better than this entire movie. I know. And, because it, it was more emotional, I felt more attached, and I also, I don't know, it just... When they had the miscarriage, you were like, do 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 yeah. and we're just like... Man, th- well, the first five minutes of Up are better than a lot of movies. That's a fact. But this movie is trying to accomplish what the first five minutes of Up did, which has a lot of dogs in it. Maybe we'll do Up as a dog movie one of these days. But <laughs> Up is definitely a dog Yeah, movie. there's so many dogs in Up. <laughs> there's a main character who's a dog. But um, it's trying to accomplish the same things in a way better way because Pixar is literal magic. And this is just Fox. I think it has... <laughs> Take that, Fox. Yeah, but now Disney owns Fox. So take that remake, pre- Marley and Me. <laughs> Let's get a remake, Marley and Me remake featuring Disney Pixar. But I, th- I think it goes back with what I was saying about the film score because the film score didn't really come in yeah. until he was dying. And like the first five minutes of Up, you got Michael Giacchino just like yeah. wrecking it. He gave us just like the best, the best of the best. And this one's like the first time I heard a brass section at all was in the, <laughs> was on the table where. Marley was oof. gonna be dead. Band majors, oof. And I was like, mm, that, that's a pretty solid French horn. I couldn't tell if it, it was good. I couldn't tell if it was happy or sad music. I know. A lot of the score is like just the first 20 seconds of a song, like of a pop song or a rock song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ari, or shiny, happy people holding hands. So I guess here's the question I'm gonna ask you, John. As a dog movie, did you like this movie? I think I did. The The end really pulled it together for me. So I'd give it a hot dog. You're going to say hot dog? For the end. Just for the end. Just the emotion and the end, the heart in the end. Which is crazy coming from me, I understand. Yeah, I'm, but, uh, I'm so surprised. Because I'm just going to stick with how I felt. I'm going to say dog on it. I was trying so hard to pay attention throughout That's so it. true. It's so dull at points. And it was just like, okay, great. Like Now he's going to be a successful columnist. Like... There were so many just ups that there weren't enough downs. It's just right on that 51, 49 edge for me, though. Like, <laughs> if you go to an amusement park, I'm sure lots of amusement parks are the same as Lagoon, which is near Salt Lake. Yeah. You have a big roller coaster with huge ups and downs. Yeah. And then there's that kitty roller coaster, like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this movie was a Puff the Magic Dragon to me. There was just, what? Just, uh, oh, hey, oh, well, oh, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. And you're sad because it's over because it was so short, but also so boring. 
that you need you I, I, I just felt like yeah. I was left with more I get what you're saying you you kind of want more like I said I think the end ties it together yeah, the end it, definitely ties it together and I mentioned it to you that because I'm watching I'm like it's just a dog it didn't do anything that a dog didn't do and they're still so sad about it and then then like I said I had that revelation that it's like this is a movie and it's based on a true life event of a guy who had a dog and it's it's about how important dogs can be in a family. The problem with this is it's no different than anybody else I think who has had a dog that's died. Yeah. I don't this is no different. What makes this story better than any other real life story? Yeah. If anything it just makes me want to experience life with the dog. Like I can't personally imagine right now loving a dog as a family member. Probably just because I never had that opportunity. Okay. Would you and Sadie get a dog? You want to yeah. be that hotshot guy. You're like, I don't need kids. I, I want a master. I want to be a master. Yeah, maybe we'll get a dog. Okay. We'll see what happens. But I'll never come over again. When it comes <laughs> when it comes to Marley and me. <laughs> when it comes to Marley and me. I'm going to say dog on it. I can't. It's just... It was closer to a hot dog than week one. But... That's valid. Dog on it to me because I, I think I've already listed all the reasons why I just don't like it. And I don't think I ever want to watch it again. I don't either. Yeah, there weren't any reasons. And I can't recommend it. I can't recommend it. So, specifically, uh, there were two listeners that specifically messaged me personally and said, please do Marley and me. Do you want to shout them out? And I just want to apologize if I hurt your feelings by giving this movie a dog on it. Oh, so don't shout them out. <laughs> <laughs> or do it's up to you. Um, it was it was my good friends uh, Isaac and Chad. Cool. They they separately messaged me and they were like Marley and me. But <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no dice. Not not the biggest fan. I think it so because I watch movies like this and I'm like I don't I don't get the purpose of a house dog, and I think maybe I need one that I can love like a family member because I understand they do become part of a family. But I don't yeah. understand necessarily the purpose of a house dog or the purpose of like a purse puppy. You know, those people that keep a, oh, a little dog it. in their puppy. It's like the dog is an accessory. Puppy. Yeah, which I think is a disgrace and an indignity to dogs. But I really, I love the relationship between like, if you've, if you've read like um, a, a book or a movie where it's like a guy who's trapped in the wilderness with a dog and the dog mm-hmm. is like equal with him and he... And they're helping each other out. Or like, I Am Legend, he's got a dog. Maybe we'll yeah. watch that. Yeah, that's good. Like, good good partnership. Isle of Dogs. Like, I feel like it really gets to the heart of the the true relationship of, of man and of dog. Man and of dog. these partners who have come together to survive in this world. Would you, would you submit that Han Solo and Chewbacca have a man and dog relationship? I think that is a disgrace to say that about Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca. I actually think... Chewbacca views Han Solo as a pet. That would make more sense. I think that's sense, canonically, canonically. Because oh, Chewbacca... Except he has a life debt to him. Yeah, but Chewbacca has like that life debt to Han Solo. Now we're way off track, but I'm going to keep going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think the reason that Chewbacca would view Han Solo as like his dog is because Wookiees live to be hundreds of years old. That makes sense. So, like, <laughs> relatively to us and dogs, it's about that same time frame. It's kind of like if a dog saved your life, you would do everything you could for that dog. So Han Solo saved Chewbacca's life. Chewbacca's like, I'll stick around. Yeah, I'll stick around. And you know they're homies, and Han Solo treats yeah, them pretty good. And yeah. I mean, he is a so. sentient humanoid being. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't think it's right to say he's a pet. I'm just saying this specific man-dog relationship you that were you're talking, talking about, about reminds me. Of Han and Chewie. 
but okay. like not like uh, legally blonde with the chihuahua. Oh, the little chihuahua. No, not like that. No. Or like you've seen like probably Eight Below with all the huskies oh, and yeah, Paul yeah. Walker. Yeah, yeah. We should watch. That's it. Eight Below. Okay, I haven't seen that, and maybe it's not good. Maybe we'll do that next week. Let us know what we can do next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, all of your listens and the time you spent just listen to us yeah we were surprised yeah. how many people listened yeah um my mom listened and i oh. was i was actually and really that's surprised. all you need <laughs> that's all you need i was really surprised she said she, she made it all the way through and oh. i'm proud of her um but you know like we said at the beginning uh drop us drop us a message message us on uh instagram twitter send us an email facebook or on facebook not yet. Okay. We'll be on Facebook. We'll get on Facebook. Yeah. K9 Critique. Letter K, K number nine Critique. Exactly how it says in whatever app you're listening to this on. Yeah. If you want to reach out and roast us specifically, I'm on Instagram, <laughs> Flower Lower. Twitter, same thing, Flower Lower. And I'm Instagram and Twitter at the Jake Nielsen. T H E E. Yep. Jake Nielsen. Two E's. The. The Jake Nielsen. But like I said, message us movies you want us to to watch. Message us your dog stories because I love I love a good laugh at a dog story. Gotcha. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I think just movies, dog stories, dog news, just random dog news stuff. Let us dog know. Dog news would be great. Maybe. Maybe. Dog saving people from burning buildings. That's what I want to see. Here's an idea. Let us know if you'd like you'd like it if we live streamed. Us watching like the dog uh, show, like the show dogs. <laughs> oh, like going to a show dogs? Thing? Yeah, where they show them off. What if we? If we went to a show if we dog went rally, to a show dog thing. rally or whatever. I don't know called. if rallies the right thing. <laughs> they have all kinds of ah. dog events. We should go. <laughs> okay. Let us know if, yeah, you, let if us you'd know be if interested you'd... in listening to that. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Wow. I, did, yeah. I guess that's just a lot of uh, housekeeping that we're taking care of here at the end. Because if we if we run out of things, we're just gonna end up talking about comic books and Star Wars pretty much. So. <laughs> and there's plenty of podcasts for that. So yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again for listening, and we'll hope to find you next week. Hopefully. Yeah. Next week. We still don't know what one we're we're gonna pick next week. So. Yeah. Just let us know. We'll figure it out. Catch you. Catch in you. the doghouse next time. Catch I, don't know. I was trying to come up with a dog thing. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye.